Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to our Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and we're in chapter 1 of the book of Romans, a great letter to the church in Rome, and not just them, but the church throughout all the ages, uh, really this age, the grace age, and we're studying. And uh, before we dig into the Word today, just real quick, I want to remind everybody we got this book, All God's Works Are Done in Truth. Let me say that one more time. All God's works are done in truth, derived from Psalms 33, 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth, guaranteed to bring clarity to the Scriptures and remove a whole lot of confusion that's been there. A little 62-page booklet can be yours. Just click on the Donate button on our website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and uh, say you're, you're donating $15 for the book. We'll send you the book. Our most recent... Uh, series, 12 CD, 12 preaching CDs on the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And even after this series was preached uh, several weeks ago, I believe this is the one that started in 17 and rolled over into 2018. Even after this series, the Lord continues to show us amazing things about His righteousness the only place it's found being in the gospel and that all the words God has ever spoken, Proverbs 8 and 8, are in righteousness. Powerful, profound, and I'm sure we'll be adding to this later in another series, adding to this uh, 12 CD already preaching uh, series. So get yours today, $25, help the ministry out and all that we're doing here and uh, any three CD sets for $60 only. So uh, you can write the ministry at 610 Highway 59, Queen City, Texas 75572. Or you can just donate online again at thecrosswaychurch.com. And don't forget, if you didn't know, our church has an app <clears throat> for your smartphone, and it's, it's Crossway Church app. You'll find it on there, and you can just easy access, all our services that we hold here, worship services, all our teachings, the Galatians teaching that's ongoing now, this Romans teaching we're about to, uh, you know, be a part of again today is all on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to uh, all the things that we're teaching and preaching here at Crossway Church because all that the Lord gives us is based on what Jesus did at Calvary from Genesis to Revelation. He is our Genesis. He is our Revelation and everything in between. <coughs> so <clears throat> we've come to the place where the Lord has brought us to the place, whether I need to say it correctly, where we've become determined to know nothing else but Christ and Him crucified. I believe that's the avenue for hearing, and I believe that Jesus taught if you have hearing, more hearing will be given. And I think we need anything else. We need to be able to hear what the Lord is saying because we live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. Amen. Praise God. Well, Romans chapter 1, and I believe this is part 12. And we are going to just kind of back up, take a couple steps back so we can plow right into where we need to be. So we will look at verse 8 today. And he says, and we talked about this last week in part 11. So, But let's just look at it again today. Part, part 12, verse 8, Romans 1. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. And last week we really were amazed at what the Lord through the Apostle Paul is saying here that the only way you can give God thanks is through Jesus Christ. 
And I know we talked about this last week, but before we move on, let's cover this before we move right on into verse 9. Everything that God has ever done for man, by man, in man, through man, with man, to man, anything dealing with man and God, God has done through the sacrifice of Christ. Everything. That's God's judgment. That's God's judgment. God judged everything before He ever put everything in motion. The Lamb was slain from before the foundation of the world. So that, from that viewpoint, God has dealt with men throughout all the ages that we've gone through as men. And not only that, but here comes the part, most of the church doesn't know that. But here's the part that hardly anybody realizes. That anything you offer to God, prayer, praise, worship, thanksgiving, anything, must be back through that same door. There's only one door. Jesus is that door and the sacrifice is what makes him that door that God was able to get to man, save man, benefit man, affect man, give man, uh, uh, bring man into his good, acceptable, and perfect will. And for man to be able to walk in that that God is offering, he has to walk through that same door by the blood. He has to keep his faith there so that everything he does is through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ means faith in the sacrifice. It doesn't mean anything else. It doesn't mean anything else. When we say by the Spirit, we're saying through Christ Jesus because the Spirit of God only works in truth. And Jesus is that truth, but the only thing that makes Him the truth to us, applicable truth, daily truth, <clears throat> is our faith in the sacrifice. And that's it. If there's one door there, God comes through the door. God, God offers all He offers through His Son and the sacrifice. And you and I, whatever we receive from God, and offer thanks, offer praise, offer worship, offer glory to God. However, you know, it's all through that one door. And I'm not talking about just because you're in now. Whatever you do, no, it has to be faith right now in the sacrifice of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm glad to know that today. Most don't know that. And they think whatever they're doing is just through Jesus. No, if, it, if our faith, let me just give you an example. If my faith, if I get subtly and deceitfully snared into something that I'm not even aware that's going on, oh, it looks so good, and the Bible says there's ways that seem right to man, but the end thereof is death. In the book of Proverbs, two or three times that's written. And you need to understand <clears throat> if I get deceitfully seduced, subtly moved off away from faith in the cross while my lips are saying I still believe in the cross, but now my faith is in the accountability program or my faith is in the government of 12. My faith is in the words I speak. My faith is in anything other than the sacrifice of Christ. I'm in trouble. And my faith is no longer where it should be and now all that I do is not because Christ is affecting me and profiting me to do that. And in all reality, according to the Word of God, I'm being resisted by the Lord. Because faith in anything other than the cross, even if it looks all holy and spiritual and right, faith in anything other than the cross means I've walked into a place called pride. 
The cross is, faith in the cross is the only thing that humbles and keeps us where we need to be. You need to understand that. So anything, for anything to be through Jesus Christ, our praise and worship today, if, our faith, if we're preaching and teaching something other than faith in the cross for victory, faith in the cross for provision, salvation, sanctification, then our worship is not accepted by God. It's not accepted by God because it's not through Jesus Christ. We need to know that today. And if you're disagreeing with what I'm saying, maybe you don't follow me, maybe this is the first time you're watching the broadcast, it's in the Bible. Galatians 1 and 6 says we can remove ourselves from Him. Galatians 5, 1 through 4 says we can fall from grace. It says we can walk in a place where Christ no longer profits or affects us. It says that right there in your Bible. No, He won't leave you or forsake you. He promised He wouldn't do that. But the Bible also teaches along with that that you and I can remove ourselves from Him. So you don't need to forget that. If you've been subtly and deceitfully seduced and carried off from faith in the cross, you're going to have to come back. They didn't drag you away. You allowed them. You followed them into that. That's why when Paul begins to write to the churches in Galatia, he starts out with them, Oh, foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Then he goes into who. But first, it's, oh foolish, oh unwise. Here's why. We're always responsible. That's why Christ didn't say, if any man come after me, he must deny everything going on around him, take up his cross. No, we have to deny ourselves because we ourselves choose who we will follow, what we will believe, where we will go, what we will do. You might say they made me do it, but they didn't. You chose to follow them. I speak from experience, my own life in ministry, a failure, a flop, deceived, the whole time thinking it was God, never was God because my faith was not in the sacrifice. Oh, I would have never led anybody astray when they wanted to be saved. I knew the only avenue for salvation, but all those years I was in ministry, before I knew the message of the cross, that all God's works are done in truth, that all His words are in righteousness, that all speak of Christ in the cross, I led many, many, many people astray as far as when it comes to living and experiencing this salvation, deliverance, the provision of God, the power of God for ministry, didn't have a clue, didn't have a clue. Thought I knew what was right, but it ended in death, my friend. Let's jump into this again. Let's roll uh, right into verse 9. He's just told them, I thank God through Jesus Christ for your faith being spoken of throughout the whole world. Watch this in verse 9. For God is my witness. This means Paul is aware. His conscience is clean before God. God is watching telling you. I'm living for the Lord. I'm being used of the Lord. And God is my witness, he says, whom I serve with my spirit. That's the new spirit. We've been given, we've been made a new spirit. We've been given a new heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Behold, all things are new. Praise the Lord. Watch this. Whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. Now, now this is about to get real serious today. See, the Lord, for those who have ears to hear, He's bringing back to this old path, this narrow path. 
It's always been faith in the sacrifice. It's never been anything else. When God rushed into the Garden of Eden upon man's fall into sin and away from him and and, 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 in desperate trouble and wearing fig leaves and living in fear, God rushed into the Garden and gave them the message of a coming Redeemer and then showed them how it would happen through an innocent sacrifice. And God did not say, now hold on, that's one way. Now let me show you, if you also would like to speak yourself into your victory, if you would maybe like to uh, get together and talk it over and psychologically evaluate and work things out, no, God didn't do that then. And God made known the end from the very beginning, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. God made known the end from the very beginning. So we better go back to the beginning and God makes known everything, the Bible says, that he's even known through the judgment that he executes. Hallelujah. And he executed judgment upon man at Calvary. When he rushed into the garden, he proclaimed the cross the message of the cross in its type and shadow form. The seed of the woman going to crush your head, devil. You're going to bruise his heel. Well, at the cross, not the resurrection, in the death of Jesus, Hebrews 2.14, Jesus took the power of death away from that old devil. And Jesus was bruised at the cross and wounded for our sins and our iniquities. And all that believe in him are now clothed in his righteousness. Hallelujah. Made servants of righteousness. Made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In that message back in that day, God showed them after killing a lamb or two and clothing them with the skins of animals. Again, typology, symbolically showing them that one day he would clothe them. You can't clothe yourself. You can't cover your own sin. God would forgive your sins and robe you in his robes of righteousness. So you need to think about that. God didn't give any, many, he didn't give multiple options. He came in with the option of the sacrifice or you're out. And I would say ask Cain, but I hope none of you get the opportunity to ask Cain because Cain is not where we're headed. Hallelujah. I hate it for Cain, but I'm learning that God is a one-track, very narrow-way God, and we're very prideful people after 2,000 years. Man, our heads puff up with pride and what little bit of knowledge we have, and we think we can just invent a new way, or, or, you know, the devil through some fallen angel or some demon can speak to us and make themselves appear to be God and tell us there's another way. Anybody telling you that God's going to work in anything outside of the sacrificial work that he laid out, that order he laid... They're liars and they're thieves coming, just living according to the flesh and being uh, influenced by satanic powers. God only works in truth. We can only be saved by the gospel. We can only serve God in the gospel. Paul, you look back in verse 1. He says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. When God separated you from the world, He brought you unto Himself. But when He brought you unto Himself, He did it through the gospel, in the power of the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to understand that. We need to stay one-track mind. You know, some three, four, five years ago, probably four or five years ago now, young man, we used to go to church with years ago, and we were all into the contemporary music. We literally used to mock the hymns. We thought we were 
above that, beyond that. We don't sing the old hymns anymore. Man, we're, we're in the new thing God's doing. And, and, we, we, you know, and, and after we learn, begin to learn and still are learning the Word of God as it is in truth, that means in the context of righteousness, which is only found in the gospel of Jesus Christ, Romans 1, 16 and 17, and Proverbs 8 and 8. Write it down. Check it out. Hallelujah. Good to know. Praise God if you have ears to hear. But listen, this guy approached me years later after we'd left that church, and he said, I, I heard y'all, you guys going back to singing the old hymns as a put-down, as something negative. But you know what? When, when you, you allow the Lord to bring you back to your first love, back to the truth of His Word, back to where the sight is really the sacrifice, hallelujah, and who God is there revealed through the sacrifice, you know, I, and I wished I would have thought of it when the guy said that to me, but I, I would have said, man, what do you mean going back to the hymns? We've gone 2,000, man, we've gone all the way back to before the foundation of the world when the Lamb was slain. We've gone way back further than when there was even any hymns out there. Glory to God. We've gone all the way back to that place where God saw us in Christ, accepted us through our faith in the sacrifice of the Lamb. And now, because the only avenue of righteousness catch this, the only avenue of righteousness is Jesus Christ and his sacrificial work on the cross. And God says in Proverbs 8 and 8, all my words, every word that I speak is in righteousness. <coughs> that means to understand, to have the understanding the Spirit of God will give us in the word, we must see it through the gospel. Paul here says, I serve God with my spirit. <coughs> In the gospel. Let's look at this again. This is very profound for those who have ears to hear. Those who hear this teaching today and, and they say, well, I'm not going that route. Well, you're on the wrong route. I love you. God, I, I can't say God bless you. I can say Lord rebuke you. Lord correct you. Lord convict you. But, but I can't say God bless you because he can't bless you unless you're in the avenue of righteousness. He only leads in the path of righteousness. The Bible says the spirit is life because of righteousness. All God's words are in righteousness. Righteousness is only revealed in the gospel because Jesus Christ is our righteousness. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit only leads in the paths of righteousness. Romans chapter 6. When you believe that form of doctrine that freed you from sin and made you a servant of righteousness, which was the message of the cross, the gospel, you became a servant of righteousness. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. And, and the only way that there are righteous fruits bear out in our lives is if our faith is still in the Word of God in its righteous context, which is Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah! What a day to rejoice. What a day to be excited that God has found us in our struggles and our confusion and he's, and he's put men and women in our lives to say, that's the wrong direction you're going. You ventured off the path. The Satan put a billboard and said, rest, take the exit. There are no exits on this path race God has put us in. There's only a finish line. Hallelujah. The rest we have each day is by running the race. See, it's backwards than the natural man would think. The natural man would think, I got to take a break. I got to rest. No, we rest by believing and believers run the race. It's been set before them. Hallelujah. Watch this. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. 
This is where we serve God. It connects with Romans chapter 6. This is so profound. This is so powerful that Genesis to Revelation. You know, most preachers don't mind saying that there's a scarlet thread that runs through the Bible, but they don't preach it. I'm telling you, there's nothing else to preach. There's nothing else to teach than just the revealing of Jesus in the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. Do you understand that in the book of Genesis, uh, when you study the words out about creation, you realize that God was just bringing back into existence something that apparently He had already done in some who knows how long past. Think about that. And I know a lot of people disagree with that, but it's only because they don't stop and just really study the words out in their Hebrew form. It's nothing roundabout. If you just go look it up, it'll be right there. It's nothing you have to say, hmm. No, it's right there. The words mean that God was bringing something back. Here's the proof. When you read about creation, it talks about that the, the, the Spirit of God hovered among the deep, that there was a great deep there. Well, listen. For there to be a deep, there had to be something God had done because before God had done anything, there was not deep. There was no fountains of the deep. There, was no, there wasn't anything but God. There wasn't darkness that hovered. There wasn't a deep. There wasn't a darkness because God is light, 1 John tells us that God is light. So if all there was before God created anything wasn't darkness, wasn't deep, it was light. Nothing existed outside of God. At one time, there was nothing but God. And God is light, so there was only light. But we read about in the earliest, what we call the creation, was really just God bringing life back to something that had already been. See, it doesn't take a scientist to see these things if we don't just get caught up in mom and dad or Uncle Luther or some preacher. We know. We, if we'd stop and just sit back, take the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit explain some things to us, we would find ourselves understanding a whole lot more if we have our faith in Christ in what He did at Calvary. Jesus is the light of God's Word. But listen, the blood he shed, the death he provided for us at Calvary is the, is the switch that turns the light on. The written word of God is not our light for our daily living. It's not our daily bread unless it is in the context of the righteous one. Remember Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Righteousness only located in Christ through the gospel, which speaks of the message of the cross, the way we get everything we do from the Lord. Salvation and all it entails, the gospel, the power to save is in the gospel. The only place to serve God is with our spirit that we've been recreated as a new creation in Christ. And the only way we can serve God is with our spirit in the gospel, not with our spirit and some flaked out spiritual, woo, no, in the gospel. God cannot be served by man outside of in the gospel. Romans 6 bears that out. We were made free from sin and became servants of righteousness 
when we believe the gospel. We begin to serve God as servants of righteousness in the gospel. God brought you to a place of freedom in the gospel because there Christ was revealed to you, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is good stuff. You may say, well, this is kindergarten. No, this, well, it is kindergarten. It's, it's simple enough for a child to get. But don't let pride and arrogance be found in your heart in a way that you would say there's got to be more than this. God made it where anybody could believe. God made it where anybody could be saved, anybody could serve Him, and it's not so narrow to make it hard to be found. It's so narrow to make it obvious this is God. This is God. Jesus came. It was obvious He was the Son of God. It was obvious, but the religious leaders of that day rejected Him. And the reason they did is because of pride. Pride. The reason people today been in ministry 30, 40, 50 years and they reject this message is because of pride. The cross is a rebuke and a resistor of pride. God resists the proud through the gospel. The humble are saved. They humble themselves. They believe the message of the cross. God saves them. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, it, and at that we begin to serve God as children of God, as babes in Christ, with our new created spirit, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, by the gospel, and by righteousness we serve God if we, as Romans 6 teaches, continue to yield to this truth, to yield our members to this way. It's very profound. It's very powerful. It's, this is very powerful. Amen. Through Jesus Christ means our faith is in what He did at the cross. Serving God with our spirit in the gospel means that we are now hearing, the, the hearing of faith comes, comes from hearing God's word as it is in truth, as it is in righteousness. Remember, it's the truth of God's word that reveals His righteousness. Proverbs 12, 17 Highlight it, write it down, do not forget it. Proverbs 12, 17, these scriptures I'm giving you, they help you. The Holy Spirit will comfort you with these scriptures. He will comfort you. You can learn from these scriptures and be comforted by them, knowing that you're on the right path. You coming up and, and, and allowing the Lord to remove, remove you from all that which is false, all that which has been holding God's Word in its unrighteous context for years. Listen, you're going to lose relationships that you thought would be a lifetime. Listen, it's better to have ears that hear the Word of God as it is in truth than to have what you call a unity with people even in the church because there is a great deceptive false unity today that just because we get together and love each other and, and give each other, take care of our needs that, listen, the unity is the unity of the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. Without our faith in the cross, then we're just a big melting pot and there's no unity. There's no unity. The only unity found, biblical unity, is in the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We need to know that today. We need to understand that today. And the Lord, He give you the truth and then it'll be on you to make that decision 
that you have to make whether you're going to hang on to relationships or allow the truth to move you forward. Yes, it'll be painful. The, Jesus going to the cross was not a tip through the tulips and you living in the truth, walking in the truth is not going to be a tiptoe through the tulips. There would be, that Jesus said, listen, they hated 